Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Tommy and Hector podcast with Larita Blewett. Uh, I have a name for the show. Oh, so do I. Oh, so do I. And I think mine's going to win this week. Okay, off you go, Larita. Manor Hamilton, academical. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's good. Yeah. Hector, do you have anything? Oh. I've got 60. Well, I have a load, 60, but that's the best one I've I thought. I have 65 names. But only tell us the good ones. Don't put just listen out the shite. Sporting Lisburn. We had that. that. Last week you threw it. Oh, there's a hundred on my phone. I can't take yeah. it out because if I take out my phone, you'll give out to me. Yeah, but Dynamo Dundurry, someone sent me. Avoca ju- Juniors. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Not sure about them. I have, I have the best one. Oh, of course you do. Of course you do, Tommy. Yes, go on then. Do you want to? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. To write. I do. It's, it's very funny. Go Ready? on then. Yeah. yeah. Ockram Hotspur. <laughs> How come you? We'll take it. We'll take it. So yeah, well, that was good as well. Manor Hamilton Academical. That's good. Look at Lorita with the, with the list. Like you're back in school. I, Read I them all forgetting. out. Read them all out. No, because I keep forgetting Re- things. So the Eris Saint Germain as well. Eris Saint Germain. That's not bad. Right. The name of this week's episode is. Ockram Hotspur. And Larita hasn't baked anything this week. So no. That's I started on, I tried to do a gluten-free option this week and it, it put me in bad form because they came out like, I don't know, you wouldn't even give it, it to like, an animal or anything. So I couldn't use oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was bad. So to, to, just for those of you to keep you in the loop, uh, my wife is a celiac. Mm. She's breaking my heart. She's shaking my confidence daily. Celia, <laughs> I was wondering where it was going, but um, um, yeah. So, so we can't. So our house is in completely gluten free. We've gluten free bread, everything. There can't even be traces gluten-free of gluten free cars. See, that's the other thing. Then, and I was washing machines. Everything is yeah. gluten free. TV channels. Sounds gluten. It's it's very pressurized when you have to bake something for a gluten free person when you're not. What happened fifty years ago? when somebody hadn't a clue about gluten or celiac, how did Irish people survive? I don't know, because they all they did was eat bread, homemade bread. and West, The west of Ireland is one of the highest, has one of the highest incidence rates of gluten intolerance in the world. And what you would notice, one of the signs of being gluten intolerant is not only do you get pains in your tummy after you eat, but you're phenomenally thin. So that could account for the skinny men on this side of the Shannon who no matter how much they ate, mm-hmm. stayed thin as pool cues. But did you not get like a swollen belly? No. 
No, just from the yeah, reaction. Yeah. But the diet, the diet back then was a simple diet. There wasn't any of this over overlooking. Going, ah, that's bad for you. That's good for you because nobody said to you, "Oh, this is bad. This is good for you." You just ate it. It was put in front of you. You ate it, and you went out and done a day's work. Yeah, that was it. Spuds. Can you eat spuds if you're gluten free? Yes. Oh well, then true. So that's the all spuds, it. more of any kind spuds. She passed away. What? Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, I heard a rumor when, uh, uh, last Friday. Oh Jesus Christ! Suddenly. Yeah, suddenly, yeah, yeah. Jesus, that was a bit of a shock. You didn't need to throw it that certainly, in. Look, certainly Say. was because we had. So when did no you get dinner. dinner on Thursday? Well, we got dinner. She, I noticed now she was looking worn out. On Thursday. On Thursday, but she said very little. And anyway, we got word. Oh, for God's sake, Tommy. What happened was the, the daughter brought in food on the Friday. <laughs> and it knocked her back. <laughs> well, I mean, that's professionalism at its very best. <laughs> Just to keep it going. I thought you were going to say the daughter came to tell us that she died. No, the daughter, the daughter, uh, we, uh, we had uh, uh, <laughs> tuna, tuna steaks and uh, kind of pineapple meringue uh, for dessert on Friday. And I said, where's Maura? And she said, oh, she, she died last night. We're going to go to the funeral now after this. But, uh, so uh, what's the, the daughter's name? Uh, uh, Emma Dor- Van, is it Emma Bannykine? Uh, Doreen. Doreen Bannykine. So Doreen is with you now. Uh, Dory, we call her. Dory's in now. So Dory Bannykine. Dory Bannykine. So she's... And did she them. just go for, for a seamless approach? Like she just seamlessly took over? No, you didn't miss a meal or anything? Oh, morning at the funeral oh, shop. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just... That's it? Yeah. Our big thing was that we wouldn't... You wouldn't go hungry? Yeah. So. Wow, that's that was a big that's a very big <laughs> I'm after binging on Netflix so much in the last few days. I'm, I I don't know if I can ever watch Netflix for a while again. I I I done ten hours. Over the boom, da dum. Do you know when it loads really quickly? Yeah. Good Wi-Fi. And we got fibre in. We got fibre in. About November, late November, and it's unbelievable now. There's no lagging. There's no sixty. What'd you say? <laughs> Sorry? I missed that bit. There you go. I, I actually noticed now, I just said unbelievable for the first time. Right, go on. It's 66%, 77%. They long as I come in and go, are you watching Netflix? Get out, we're on FIFA, get off. So now I can go, go-doom really quickly. I've done 10 hours of Narcos Mexico over the weekend, the full 10 hours. I am absolutely full of Narcos Mexico. But did you, you watch ha- Narcos? No, but did you, we talked about this before, and you talked about being in Central America and South America. And you you talked about the devastation that the drug trade brings to communities. And you had a moral objection to Narcos back then. You were saying, ah, they're glamorising it. I've I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. But and you you said that Narcos was making uh, a kind of it was almost se- making it seem a lot more attractive than it was. Absolutely. That's that's what that's So how did you uh, you haven't been there and seen the reality of it? What in you opened up that you could surrender to the fantasy world of the Netflix interpretation? I had done Pablo's, I'd done the first two or three episodes, a series of Narcos in Colombia with Pablo Escobar, the Brazilian actor who played Pablo was brilliant. And it was right back from the beginning. It was very well done. So I said, 
this thing kept coming up on my timeline, my stories, Narcos Mexico, and, and it was the beginning of El Chapo. And I've read about El Chapo Guzman yeah. books and stuff. So I said, fuck it, I have to watch Narcos Mexico. I bent to a Tommy, I bent so to it. See, 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 you're getting the suggestions from Netflix. Some cunt from North Korea has hacked into our Netflix. <laughs> Why? So what? I'm get, I'm what getting, are you getting? I'm getting all these fucking, <laughs> they're all in Korean. Cartoons and they're mental, those and, ones. Uh, so, there's all murder. Netflix recommends you might like it's all fucking young ones in school uniforms. <laughs> so that's where, uh, that's why I'm off Netflix is because some fucker from South Korea or North Korea has hacked into it and he Maybe it's suggesting because you watch Caliphate or whatever. Caliphate and a lot of people I started watching that just watched it. It's a I got about 20 minutes in and I thought, oh, I'm not sure. It's a bit... It's a bit... What, Rita? <sighs> well, I don't know. It's a bit disturbing or something. The yeah. first fucking scene was someone getting his hand chopped off and then yes. another woman spitting in the other woman's Yeah, he got face. his hand chopped off, Rita, because he was living in Raqqa, which is the, yeah. a caliphate town, <laughs> the head of the caliphate, and he was after robbing something to put a bit of fucking manners on him. It chopped his hand Fucking up. right. I tell you, you yeah. wouldn't go lifting magazines out of Eason's. <laughs> Tommy, if Tommy, you had one hand. do the woman thing again. Woman! What was that? Woman! Oh. Get in! Right around the back of the truck with you. The flag. The black Where flag. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> woman not supposed to be out at night on her own. Stop van! Woman! They're always in the back of the truck with the black flags. And then yeah. they get pulled aside and then they had to put the women one side and the men the other side. Yes. And then she, now, I've only obviously watched that she's after getting the mobile phone oh. and the charger. Yes. Yes. It all starts with a mobile phone. It? it all starts. See, that's why she I She phones would... Sweden and she says, get me out of here. Need to go back <laughs> to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing Caliphate A lot of people Since yes. last week's episode Have started watching Caliphate Well I hope they got Further yes. than I did Yes Fantastic uh, No I know Look I watched it I binge on that I was going to do a little Almost in Spanish To the podcast But uh, I don't know What I should do it Because The cartels There are There's something to be taken What are you going to do it. Send a message to no, the, the cartel No the family It's the idea of family And the locals So I was going to do Something in Spanish In In, in have you seen Narcos Mexico? You have I hate seen when people tell you what they were going to do. And then they don't do yeah, it. My father was a great I've man for that. It. I've lost it. I've my lost father that was a great man for that. I've lost it. Yeah. My father was a great man for coming home and saying to the mother, <laughs> I, I was going to get you flowers, but before I knew it, I'd driven past the garage and now here I am. To all yeah, the people, to all the people listening to the podcast who love Narcos and have watched Narcos and who have enjoyed it, somos una familia. Somos la comunidad del Estre Podcast. El Rita y el Tommy. Aquí, en el jardín, en el oeste de Irlanda. Somos una familia, una comunidad de amigos. Aquí, familia, nosotros con el podcast. Putros, putros. Putros, yeah. I got family out of it. I got a text, um, was it last night or the night before, from the Pope, anyway, and... Uh, uh, sorry? The Pope. Text you? Yes, and he, he gave me something to think about. And he said uh, that he, I want you to think about, he said, nation, country and people. 
And the three, the three different kind of things that are in operation on this island. Okay? Nation. So nation, country and people. So say in terms of Ireland. Right. The country is the island. Okay? Yes. The country is, yes. and you can say that, well, the country is the 26 or the 32, whichever way you're inclined. But mm-hmm. in, in a sense, the country is the island. The physical thing of this island... <clears throat> Where it is and the effect it has on us living here, would we be different if we were living in Central Europe? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the the effect that now, when you say we're living on an island, I don't know if that's a very strong thing for people living in Longford, (laughs) or do you know, or for bands, or or Nina. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if they, but we're living on the west coast. The sea is part of our lives mm. and the sea breezes and wind coming off the water and salty rain and all the type of stuff. So, it's the, so that's us as a country and the weather we have and the mountains and how that shapes us. How you know that someone from Offaly, which is 80% bog, mm. the spirit of someone from Offaly is not the same as the spirit from someone from Donegal. You talk to someone from the, the Highland Hills in Donegal and they just have, it's almost like part of their... Inner landscape is also fucking mountainy and full of crevices. Right. Do you know the kind of yeah. way that there's mm. a kind of a liveliness to them, mm. the kind of a wildness or yeah. something, you know, whereas awfully people are, there's a lot more, awfully people are just a lot more kind of grounded or something like that. And damp. And damp. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, but no, but they won't be They're sound people, like, you know, they're kind of. Do you ever, you ever drive through Shannon Bridge? Yeah. Lovely but part of the world. I mean, right, okay. Blue ball. On. So I'm, I'm just talking about how the the <clears throat> the shape of where we're living has an effect. Yes, the land. Us. Yes, yes, it moulds them. Or something It has some sort of a strange effect on them. You know, the way living in the city of London, you're a different person than you are if you're living in Belmullet. Yeah, there's a different. I suppose there's a different form of wildness if you're if you're from the Midlands. Is there? Right, that's an interesting thing. Now you should say that, Rita. Yeah. I remember once doing. Uh, I was doing a gig in in Glasgow. And there was a big poster the Scottish Tourism Board had put up which said, uh, Scotland's Wild Heart. And it was a picture of a stag mm. up on some fucking mountain and the big stag chestnut and horns like fucking, like a candelabra. Right. You wouldn't see it in a fucking synagogue reaching up towards the heavens, right? Right. And I said, you're wrong. In this, the, the, the thing was in Glasgow and I said, that's not Scotland's wild heart. Mm. Scotland's wild heart is fucking tenement living, broken teeth, your mother on methadone, your father holding a broken bottle, ready to smash your fucking face. He <laughs> Sounds hasn't. lovely. Yeah. But that's wildness. Yeah. So wildness can be, I sometimes wonder if the wildness inside you isn't mirrored by the wildness outside you. There's no way that the two can live in harmony. So if the wildness inside you is only mirrored by fucking tenement buildings, yeah, then it fucking it th- that wildness turns in on you and fucking ravages you. Yeah, right. So I'm thinking about this. All like I said, the Pope signs. Oh it yeah, so country, France. so country. So to think about the effect that this island has on our personalities, you know, and that's not to say when Irish people emigrate that they don't, you know, when Irish people go to New York or Birmingham, Glasgow or Lisbon. That they take some of where they are with them when they go to these places. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for ye came, coming from Navan to here, to the west of Ireland, yes. he brought a wildness from me to... Well, we, what we definitely brought right. was a memory of good land. 
pastures <laughs> like pasture yeah. land that went on forever golden Long fields and yeah. fields 100 acre fields but of grass people talk about 100 acre fields in Meath Hector and they forget that not only is it 100 acres left and 100 acres right it's 100 acres fucking I down. saw that with 19 combines in one field I said how long are you doing I'll be here for four days in so one field what, what kind of what kind of wildness do you get from a field that you could take to the west of Ireland what you get what you get with a, a, a big field is and I'm not just talking about wildness but what you get from a big field is harmony, Larita. Yeah. Harmony. And optimism, maybe. The harmony of, of trees. Larita, like, you're saying when we talk about big fields, the next time you're driving home up around Mayo and you see a big field, please stop and get out of the car and look at it. Yeah. And then realise when we fields. talk about big fields, no. it's the size of Leinster, yeah. one of the fields in Mead. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. size of Leinster. The whole of Mead is the field. It's, it's but what did we bring with us? We brought with us. The, the, the goldenness of mead, the, yeah. the, the valleys, the round towers, the, ca- the castle in Trim. Did you ever stop at the... But how do you think that that clashed? Like, like how do you think that bringing mead to Galway, like... That's what vitalises the city. Right. Galway has its arms open to the stranger because Galway has always survived... On strangers. On the strangers. Now, right. back in the old days, it would have been boats from Spain coming yeah. in or boats, boats from Portugal or as Bob couldn't say boats from fucking Morocco and North Africa yeah so Galway it was a port it survived yeah and then nowadays Galway survives on students from all over the country yeah. Galway survives on tourists from all over the country and from all over the world mm. so the more different energies that come to Galway that's why the river's fucking flying, Larita. Right. You go into Ballin a slow, and it's a slow river. It is a slow... A suck. The river suck. It's a, it a slow, slow pace. It's beautiful, yeah. but it is slow. Yeah. That's because there wouldn't be much integration in Ballin a slow. Right. But Galway, with its arms and legs wide open to the stranger, the river is fucking tumbling. There's a boiling blast of water flowing out of Colomar into the ocean. I'm fucking lively, lads. <laughs> So, <laughs> right. I think what myself and Hector would bring from Mead is uh, a sense of kingship. Okay, You right, know, yeah. by the way, that myself and Hector walked, that we came from royalty. Uh, yeah. You yeah. just know by the fucking, the straight back, the cocked hole. And yeah, the, and proud, the big chest. And the, proud, and the quick step and sometimes. The, legs. the quick step. Yeah. Um, so, that was one. So, 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 that's country. Yeah. The next thing then is nation. Okay, and nation is political. Nation are all the rules mm. that the people living in a country decide they have to live by. You know, yeah. but they're always, you can always work them. You can always change the rules. But nation is like the government. Nation is all the local county councils. Nation is... Committees, all, committees. And rules and regulations and fucking guards with fucking speed cameras hiding on country roads yeah that's the boring it. side of life but that's that's a part part of being in a country is that you are also a nation right okay yes, yes. do you so feel like you're in a university lecture I do <laughs> yes I'm just, flying just, don't stop me now boys I'm <laughs> fucking we're nearly at the end Hector. this is first lecture first, this is first, first class on a He's Wednesday morning virtual lessons history anyway. and archaeology with Mr. T yeah, go on Tommy and the last one then is people yes. yes is who we are as people and people who we are yes People is separate from nation. Who we are. Where do we come from? That should be the Irish National Anthem. <laughs> All the boys. Instead of Ireland's call. Instead of Ireland's call, it'd be Everywhere we go. And the crowd is People always ask us. On the megaphone. Who we are. 
Oh, where do we come from? Oh, where do we come from? And we always tell them. And we always tell them. We're from Ireland. We're from Ireland. Jolly, jolly Ireland. <laughs> jolly, jolly Ireland. And if you can't hear us. <laughs> and if you can't hear us. We shout a little louder. We shout a little louder. Could you imagine that at the Euros? And here oh. we are in the Mind Stadium here for the Germany Ireland match. <laughs> never mind that, never mind. But after the fucking hacker, after the New Zealand oh, yeah. boys are, are doing their fucking look. Come at that, come on, the boys. So we, need to, so we need to apply to the nation then. Could to, you imagine to tight, change that? Tight furlong and the boys holding on. If you can hear us, we've. Jesus, that'd get people going, wouldn't it? Oh, no. my word. I that, should have taken a video imagine of that. that. Imagine that, the I Six felt like Nations. I was at a concert. Manny Tuolaga and all the English boys, they are quaking in their boots. So, is, isn't it, um, wasn't he... <laughs> <laughs> where, where do we go to after that? <laughs> no, but is it an interesting thing to think about those three things? Nation, country and people. Yeah. You know, yeah. very important, the three of them. Well, look, at, I'm just very, happy that the Pope connected. was able to get in touch with you and send that message out so, to you. So, so the interesting thing there I'm picking up on is the individual people uh, and the way their counties have moulded them. And we've talked about Offaly there. And I know, Tommy, over the years you've done it on your world tours because you've been going in deep into these counties. So isn't it amazing the way, in a matter of a couple of miles, people change so much? I mean, you... We've talked about it before. Mayo is unique. I really think it's a unique county. There's a what? There's a madness and a wildness and a f- humour that you have. But there's also a a wonderful just, sense of defeat. It's almost like you're. Hey, there is not. I think there is. I think there. I think Mayo people carry a humility with them that has been bet into them, and it's actually a very nice quality. It what it means is that you're approachable. Yes, you're not. You're not overly proud. You're proud of being, of being from yeah. Mayo, but your pride isn't something, it's not like a fucking, uh, a, a barrel-chested, weird off fucking dogs you fucking Yeah, we're, we're for the People's Republic of Cork. The Mayo people have a, have a kindness to them as well. Absolutely. Mayo, mm. to me, could be its own country. And I, and I mean that. You could be your own country. And I feel that the hardship you've endured over the past 600 years it's almost like he said, right, can we turn our faces to Dublin? No. Can we turn our faces to New York? Yes. Well, let's just go. You lost so many people in the famine. Hundreds of thousands went from Mayo. There's something there with you. Decency? Yes. Comes from defeat. Now, my people are from Mayo, Larita. You know that my people... My, mother, my from mother's from Trim, which is only a few miles to the borderline. Yeah, you all want to be from Mayo, but no, but there no, is no reason. No, but my people had the, had the wisdom. To, <laughs> my people had the wisdom to move. But why though? Why? Because they didn't want to be that kind of a person. Is because that? they were, because every human being in the world is entitled to adventure. Maybe it's that we're not defined by victory like some people. Maybe we don't care if we win or lose. Yeah, but you have a great sense of humour when you're bet. 
That's it, yeah. Is that it, Tommy? Would that be? Maybe it's that we don't care if we lose. That it's why you not... always No, lose. why we're not? Why... I don't want to go down the sporting <laughs> allergy here. Please don't go down the GA. <laughs> but there's a, there is a there's a lovely. It's, it's, see fondness. again, there's an acceptance <clears throat> there's a from sh- me that I can't defend this argument yes. that well because I have to accept that we are But do you see my love I, that I have for Mayo I, I love Mayo I, I really, really love do Mayo. Shut up it doesn't make any difference if you love us or not we're, we're not Most of my friends are from we're Ballon We're also Road. not the kind of county that I care if you like us or not Ah don't be like that, like that Well I'm just saying Jesus. You know, Oh okay. we love you Mayo Oh it, this this sense of pity that people from outside of, of Mayo give to us yeah. it's it's unwelcomed it's unwelcomed and we don't need it. But that's why that, that's if, if that sense of pity. Well, this pity like, oh, sure, look. And the worst of all is when another county or somebody from Dublin says to you after they've beaten you for the 10th time, ah, I wish we wouldn't have minded if we bet, if you bet us. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, Louisa, that sense of pity is what led Our Lady to appear in Mayo. So, <laughs> well, I'm if, dying to hear why. This out of happened. all the counties, she could have went to. Yeah, she could have gone to Carlow or Leitrim, but she said no. There's something about Mayo now. I just they needed a bit of. They needed a bit of a lift. <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a jizzle. <laughs> and what a place for her to go as well, Knockla. Yeah, she. You know, she, she went to the central point of that mag- magnificent county. And the children of Lurd, they went there. The children there. Flew yeah, but they off. weren't the right mind. They were swans when they went there. They weren't. <laughs> Their brains had shrunk to the size right, of Right, well, listen, there's absolutely what do we, no need to dwell let, on let this. Me, let me throw this out there. What do we think of Tipperary people? I don't a know. Big anything county about them. down oh. the middle of the country yeah. that goes Premier on forever. County. Why do they yeah, call What them do we that? think of Tipperary people? Well, my mother, so my mother's side of the family is, is half tip. Uh, Tommy, you're like. You're I was like, born in Africa. You're, you're like a yeah. chameleon. You just fit into every bloody place. Oh, my pair people are from my Mayo. Yeah. Oh, the other half of my people are from Tipperary. <laughs> um, you know, I've got. Very strong connections in me. Oh, but I'm from Galway. Like, honestly, you've got every bloody part of the country covered. But isn't that the truth? Well, my you know. Mother, hey, well, you mentioned the cow. My mother was born and reared in Galway. And what about Antrim? And I'm very fond of Kerry. I'm very fond of Kerry. What do you think of Antrim people? Well, initially, See? the Tiernans Are from there. <laughs> the Tiernans, if you know... Originated there. They're, they're Old Willie Tiernan. <laughs> and he came down and he didn't Old stop. Old Willie Tiernan. He didn't stop till he came to Mayo, of all places, like... Now, why are you laughing at that? If you look up the Tiernan family line... He had nothing to stop in Fermanagh or or Sligo. No, don't mention Fermanagh. That's what the (laughs) old women... There's a line from Antrim to Mayo and if you follow it, there are Tiernan families. That's the line. Were they swans as well? What kind of a line is it? (laughs) They were walking. They were all agricultural and they And they walked from Antrim, the top of Ireland. Antrim isn't the top of Ireland. Where is it? It's, it's the it top right hand corner Right So they walked from there Right across to Mayo That's what they did If you look up any family history yeah. Why didn't they stop in Ballandine then? Or why didn't they stop in <laughs> In, in feckin' Ballina? No they went to, to Tour McKeady No no okay. oh. They went to two places They went to Kilmaine and Lewisburg But they yeah. originated Antrim I only picked Antrim off the top of my head But he has relations <laughs> and everything So let's go back to Every Tipperary county. Let's go back What do we think of Tipperary? Are they just are they Well just it's a dark county And I I, there are very few places I think in Ireland which are as geographically challenging as Tipperary Town. I've never been. Tipperary Town is one there there are the shadows from three mountain ranges hanging over the main street. There's mountains <laughs> behind them 
and mountains in front of them and mountains to the side of them. It is, and uh, there's lots of great people who come from Tip and lots of pe- great people who come from Tip Town. But everybody, I think, will, you have to be honest and admit, when you drive into the town, there is a sense of fucking, I wouldn't say gloom, because I don't want to offend the people from there, but certainly a kind oh, of... Oh no, insult them. Go on, you're, you're going to give them some sort of a label now, so you're as well, go for it. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's a... I always feel better. Yeah, you don't it, mind insulting it, people it, from Mayo, so go ahead I'm, and I'm, insult I'm, the Tipperary what, people. What I'd go like ahead. to say is I'm always excited and slightly wary driving into Tip Town <laughs> and always relieved driving out of it. <laughs> it's not most extent pleasing. You drive in, you turn left, you go up the main street. That's, the shops look a little bit different, don't they? Yeah. What, like old? It's, I don't know what it is. I mean, I've been drinking there a few times, um, but it's just, it's a, it's a, I think people from Tip would say it themselves. Uh, they've said it to me off air themselves. People from Tip have said, Jesus, Tip Town, yeah, that's fucking Yeah, but Tip Town shouldn't define say. the great county. Isn't it amazing? I mean, Turles is fucking a huge town. Clamell is a huge town. Care is a huge town. Cashel, Cashel. Nina. Up I'll tell you, funny story. The, Tipperary is, as you know, it's like Korea. There's North Tip <laughs> and South. There's <laughs> North Tip and South Tip. Right. And so you, you've two... And in a sense, they see themselves as independent of one another, except when it comes to sport. Right. But in terms of... Um, electioneering and stuff like that they're, they're two different places so you've the county itself is divided into two and then you have two massive fucking motorways ploughing through the county the motorway goes left for Cork and right for Limerick right. so you have about four fucking highways and you don't know where you are yeah. we were driving a Hanina <laughs> one so what happens is the people because the county is so confusing people fucking get local and they fucking stay local because to go beyond the perimeters of the town is too fucking confusing. Right. You wouldn't know what reward to take. We were <laughs> we were pulling out a Nina one day uh, on our way to Clonmel and we stopped and asked this fella to outlet for directions. We said, is this the road to Clonmel? And he said, no, this is the road where you get the briquettes. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what, the, what does that mean? This is the road where you get the briquettes. <laughs> <laughs> <Was it? laughs> In other words, like, that's a he, he was never going to leave the confines of the parish so he had, he, he didn't give a fuck what where the, an important road yeah he didn't give a fuck where the road ended up all he knew was that if he wanted briquettes this is the road he had to walk out <laughs> Nino's another road where he can get diesel that's it um, but anyway those those um, uh, uh, those county things why did you pick Tipperary I, 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 I love there's a I love there's an area I think it's called Upper Church <laughs> On your mm. way into Cashel. You've ever driven through it, Tommy? You come into Upper Church it's a, and it, you, you come over two bridges and then it's all these old monastery ruins and it looks as if it's going back into time. 18th century. It's beautiful. And then you come around the bridge and there's another another ruins and a castle. I just feel Tipperary has been there a long time. And I know they've created great GA stars over the years. There's a... There's a, there's something about Tipperary. I don't know that the county really really well. Like big the, dinners, they're hectored. Are they? Are they oh, they're. Are they big into the dinners? Uh, Cavan and Tip, are they love their big dinners? Well, oh. there's big portions of Mayo now too. We're, no, we're, we're big. Gone, we're we like the portions. We've gone past Mayo. that now. Yeah, big portions of Mayo. So we'll see how big they are. Mountains of spuds. Oh. Mountains of age. If you have looked at the people in Tip and Cavan, they're all they're they're carrying timber because they're fucking the big dinners. They and they're, they're not celiac. They just have a tradition of big big food. And it went back to, because Tipperary would be so, the land would be so luscious. Right. You'd need a big feed in order to, to stay working 
after lunch. Right. But now they're all driving tractors and all types. So the physical work is gone, but the tradition of the big dinner has stayed. Seamus Callanan, the full forward, there was a G, he was all star the year. Yes. He loved his dinner. Six foot five, Seamus Callanan, the bomber matter. They've produced some good right. ones. Nikki English. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dinners. Dinners. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down to dinners. I had a great experience during the week. I'm, as you know, I'm up and down to Dublin um, most weekends now and I drove the old road yesterday. Did you? Oh, fuck me. How it? long did that take you? Don't tell I, me you I don't about, to slow. I added about another hour and a half to the trip. And did you enjoy I it? I fucking loved it. Tyrrell's Pass. How are these, they? These are how old are they, Tommy? towns. Like, I have never in my life gotten over the width of moat. The width of moat. Moat is fucking. It says wide. The main street is about a mile in width. They're like they're like opposing cavalries. In some, <laughs> it must be a, a, a third of a mile wide. Him and Cochrane and the owl she being and supermax across the oh, road. Oh yeah. I we a couple of years ago we were planning to go to Siberia and we had a. So they went to motion states. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, the producer, says, "Look at lads, will you come halfway across the country and we'll have a meeting in moat?" This was in like the tenth of January. It was fucking freezing. Yeah. Roscoe pulls up in the Land Cruiser, and we all oh. pulled up outside Eamon Cochlands and the old she bean because there's not many places to go and moat. And we went in at about one o'clock. The fire was on. Nobody in the lounge, and we went in. How are you? Happy Jesus! So we did, we had three bowls of soup and we went down by the fire. This is one o'clock in the day, in the middle of January, in Moat. Beautiful. And then we had a cup of tea and then we went through, right, what about Siberia? Yeah, I think we're flying out in six weeks' time, so we're going here. We've taken out the big map, opened it up on the Meanwhile, coffee. the fucking Arctic wind <laughs> is blowing through Moat. <laughs> and the main street. <laughs> minus 20. He's there, yeah, we're going here. We're going to take a seven-hour flight from Moscow in here. It's minus 35, so yeah, we need all the right gear. So we had our meeting and we went through the different countries we're going to. And then we, we saw two lads above at the bar. And then we went... 
Can we have three points of Guinness, please? We had a sneaky point of Guinness. Okay. This is like three o'clock in oh, the day nice. in Moat. The fire on, yeah. And the fire on and the television had the racing on and there was a little bookies next door. And then we went, can we have another three points of Guinness, please? And then I started getting the goo on me. So And then after another point, we all said, right, we're going to have to make a decision here now. <laughs> if we stay on the piss in Moat, where the fuck can we stay? Yeah. And then we went, you're mad, you're mad, you're mad, we can't, we shouldn't. And I said, lads, we can sort this with one phone call. So all of a sudden, the three of us broke away into our different work groups. <laughs> <laughs> all into different parts of the lounge to have a private conversation with your missus. How are you? How's it going? Yeah. How did your meeting Things go? Things have got out of hand. How did the meeting go? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you on the on? way? Where are you? Are you on the way? Um, uh, no, I think we're going to stay in moat tonight. <laughs> Bingo, got the go ahead, got the go ahead, got the go ahead. Cut, to cut a long story short, we stayed in that pub for about eight hours in the lounge. Beautiful. By the fire. We stayed in this the little hotel, what's it called on the left hand side? Just as you drive in to coming out, if you come in from Dublin, it's on the right. Yes. And if you come down, it's just... And if you go in from Galway, it's on the left. <laughs> it's <a small> little, <laughs> they were delighted to get our business, right? And well, they were delighted to get our business. And there's a little chipper that opened till about one o'clock in the morning. Well, we were absolutely langers in moat. Oh. Wasn't a good thing now the next morning at no. about half nine. As you're leaving. Bad idea. Moat. Yeah, yeah. Moat's, moat's gorgeous. Moat. But I drove through... <laughs> Rochford's, ah. Rochford's Bridge, uh, Tyrrell's Pass, and beautiful, like towns that wouldn't have changed. The shape of the town wouldn't have changed much in 150 years. Do you know what I mean? The, and the buildings still look very 1970s right. with the pebble dash uh, yeah. in front of the shops and most of the shops closed down. Even, I, I would love if after all the shenanigans that are happening now to see small towns. It's awful depressing to visit a small town. You see it more on this side of the Shannon than you do on the far side of the Shannon. With shops boarded up. Mm. I know. Local small shops. What town was I driving through yesterday? And it, like Lockray is a fierce amount of local shops. Tyrrell's Pass, Athlone, they're all of, Athlone, one of the greatest places in the world for what? Strippers. No, moustaches. <laughs> Westmeath in general would Why? be a phenomenal place for moustaches. Why? I just don't know. They love the tash. They just love the tash in Athlone. I was... The <laughs> I saw Maybe one... Did you drive to Athlone yesterday? I drove to Athlone. And, and over I, the bridge? Yeah, and I drove to Athlone and I said, that's a fine tash. Then I saw another one. Did you come <laughs> up by the Prince of Wales? Oh, I drove down the main street. Oh, jeez, you went through the whole As you all know, I hate to fucking buggy, but I have... Family oh, in yeah. Athlone. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of my father was course. my father yeah, was yeah. reared in Athlone. I lived yeah. in Athlone for a while. Yeah. Like, I went reared in Athlone and from Mayo, and some of his best friends are from Athlone. They, they are, yeah. When yeah. you go down there, he just go playing with his friends. Their names yeah. are Charlie Green, yeah, Dan, uh, Dan Kelly, yes, yeah, uh, Jim Tierney, yeah, yeah. Connor yeah. Spollin, yeah. yeah, they were all oh, my pals back then. Yeah, Athlone, yeah, Athlone. So anyway, I and I just um, uh, I enjoyed it. I always drive through Ballinasloe. Did you? When you went through Ballinasloe and then out onto the the old Ballinasloe Road, mm. uh, was what's the name of it? Is it Kilreekel, that little village? Oh, Kilreekel. No, Kilreekel is the far side. Kilreekel is the Lachray side. side. What was that like driving through Kilreekel? There used to be a lovely pub there is, and yeah. petrol pumps. They're good at hurling They're out there, all aren't they? That's all, that's all great hurling country. Mm. Uh, Kilimer, Kilreekel. Kilimer Daily. Um, yeah, no, I call those boarded up shops North Korea. You know the way they paint like the supermarket, how it looks mm. like, used to look like on the windows? 
and they yeah. play little curtains. Yeah. And but it that. is there is something there Beautiful. that, 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 that those towns need a little bit of love. We should never forget those little places. So, I had this notion came into my head anyway about song lines. And a song line is like a motif. I read about it in the, the Aboriginals would have a song line. As far as they're concerned, Australia is covered in these tracks that you can't see with the eye, but you can feel with the heart. So you go wandering into the outback and you're walking a particular song line. That's what's guiding your journey. And I started to think, what are the song lines in our lives? So a song line would be a motif or a thing that you're looking for in your life that's never declared. But when you're looking back, you're thinking, yeah, there is something that links all those moments. And it is. So I started thinking, okay, well, what would be the song lines in my life? So I can think of two. For a long time, I had the song line of attention. where I wanted attention. Right. And I I was just thinking, I arrived in Navan in 1976, I think it was. And I remember... It was in first class in St. Oliver Plunkett's primary school and my teacher was a lady called Miss Keane, Catherine Keane. And Catherine Keane had just won the Sally O'Brien Lookalike competition. Wow. So Sally O'Brien, you wouldn't remember this. No. There was an ad. Oh, Sally O'Brien. There was an ad for Harp and there was a fella out, oh, in, yeah. the, and out in the desert and he was saying, you could fry an egg on the rocks out here if you had an egg. And right. he was reminiscing about Ireland and all the wonderful things he missed. And he said, and one of the things he missed the most was Sally O'Brien and the way she might look at you. Yeah. And there was this beautiful woman. Sally O'Brien was like a mix between Nigella Lawson meets... Jesus. Who's she meeting? She Giselle meets... Meets caramel chocolate. Yeah, the caramel chocolate bunny. Yeah. So was she like she She's would beautiful. be a typical? Meet, would she be like what the one from France who bring the horse to France? That type Irish. Of, what are, I mean, the sexiest thing ever said in Irish television. I mean, it, even though it's not declared sexuality, is the, the filthiest thing. I remember loads of fellas just. You'd, you'd have the audio recorded of this, and you just pull yourself asunder listening to it. <laughs> what? Of what? Please. Are you ready for this? Yeah, no. I, I myself might remind people to contain ourselves. Just go, turn off the lights there. You ready for this, Adrian? Shh, Yes. Will you have a little butter on your spuds, Andre? Very <laughs> good. Lord Jesus Christ, I, I'm gone here. Will I put a little bit of butter on your spuds? <sighs> That's, you know, you know if it, when Irish fellas do those sex lines they phone up and the woman talks to do the women on the, yeah, yeah. On the adult channels I like yeah, yeah. and they say you know, the, there are all these kind of you feel sorry for them these English young ones and they're I'm sitting here and I've got nothing no loot and, and, and oh I'd love it or love, love you give it to me oh yeah oh oh if an Irish fellow is to get his rocks off to that he needs a fucking country woman to say oh, I'll put a bit of butter on your spuds on there <laughs> <laughs> but anyway Sally, Sally O'Brien was the sultriest beautiful beautiful but anyway Miss Keane won a Sally O'Brien lookalike competition and I remember being there on my first day so I'm about six or seven years of age I'd already been in a primary school in Africa London and Athlone in the space of a year and here was my fourth primary school and uh, she said there's a new boy in the class who is he and I, I looked around and I thought to myself it must be me <laughs> and I stood up you know and I remember if I'm thinking of a song line that has gone through my life for a lot of my life it's definitely been attention 
It's the and the desire for attention can be the thing that makes you good at stuff. Mm-hmm. So you want to be good at soccer. So you kind of you know you try really hard. You want to be good at stand up or all the kind of things I've gotten gotten into over the years. Mm-hmm. Part of it has been motivated by the desire for attention, but it's changed. And now I think what the song line that's replaced that is the song line of togetherness. And I kind of I had me fill of attention. Mm-hmm. And now what interests me most is teamwork and getting together with groups of people and saying, what can we do together? Bob Dylan talks about a moment when he was about 16 years of age and Buddy Holly came to play in Hibbing, Minnesota, a small little place where Bob Dylan lived, you know. And he said there was a moment where Bob Dylan looked, where he said, Bob Dylan says, there was a moment Buddy Holly fucking looked at me. He looked, so Bob Dylan was unknown, 15, 16 years of age. Buddy Holly died three days later in a plane crash. So you're talking about two of the greats of rock and roll. And Dylan says, he fucking looked at me. He's up on the stage, he's playing the songs and he just turned and he fucking stares at me. And Dylan says, something happened. He fucking, he gave something to me. A torch was passed. And and that's just just a phenomenal... Buddy Holly looks into the crowd and this young 15-year-old Jewish fella called Bobby Zimmerman and Holly just fucking stares at him. And years later, that young becomes Bob Dylan and stuff. Same thing happened to me with Shay Healy. Remember Shay? Yeah. Mm. Nighthawks. So Shay did Nighthawks. Shay did mm. um, the Eurovision Song Europe. Contest. Yeah. He did loads and loads of different things. Uh, a very, very creative and inventive man. And I met him recently, about two or three years ago. And Shay has Parkinson's now. Uh, but the fire is still in his fucking eyes. And he, he grabbed my arm. And he stared at me. Loads of other people there, you know, it was the Iftas or something like that. And he says, uh, other people. It's about other people. And I kind of, I, I you know, took it in or whatever. Mm. And then I'm sitting down at the dinner, the, the, the Ifta dinner. And I'm fucking munching away my food. And I, I look up and he's two tables away from me. And he's fucking staring at me. And I got it. Something happened. And the message he gave me was other people. And that has informed my life since that moment. Wow. That that's it's really about interesting. The song line of togetherness, of not doing stuff by myself. Yeah. Of of doing stuff with ye. You know, mm. finding teams mm. of people where it's the product is one part of it. Mm. Yeah. But the community of togetherness is the other so that's, yeah. but that's I don't think that can be that that feeling I've uh, obviously said to you a few years ago you wouldn't have taken on board any of that as a 20 year old or a 25 year old or a 30, 35 year old it takes it, t- it, t- it takes maturity to understand what he's talking about there yeah and yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure when Buddy Holly looked at Bob Dylan Bob Dylan didn't wasn't aware of that connection then and yeah there. it felt yeah. something but then maybe it was, it was 30 years later when he went fuck that, something, something happened there yeah. So, so when you have people working together, and when you are together with, it's a chemistry that cannot be. It's it's it. I know what you. I know that feeling you're talking about. But if you, so, if people you people and togetherness. Yeah. If you were to to think of their song, are you able to look back on your lives and go, this particular motif? I can see this thing running through my life as a thread. What's your song line? 
or will I leave it with you and come back yeah, to us next week? Yeah, I'll have to think about it. I mean, since I started working for the hospice, I noticed a, a, a big shif- shift in me and that I started to realise that the hardship other people go through mm. and it kind of started to form a, a different opinion of, of things. And, and also, I started to think more about other people definitely and mm-hmm. how and how um he just like people have awful suffering like mm. and i think for me it was a great thing to to learn and i learned that through working in the hospice and and talking to other people and finding out how they survive some people day to day on like really jesus just hardship mm. so, so that was interesting you're for meeting me. people who are on at death's door yeah, or maybe not even necessarily them, but the family. Okay. And you're talking to them and you just realise, Jesus, like, I mean, if you were if you were given that script and you were told that's what's going to be, you'd be like, I, you, you can't live, you can't survive like that. You can't live your life like that. But people do live their lives like that and they manage to have a good life out of it. So you when know? you say live your life like that, do you mean... Li- Suffering, like that, that, like hardship, you know, um... Sometimes it's financial and illness and you see, God, how how can people, like what is there to live for when you're subjected to that kind of life? And yet there is so much to live for and you take the, the you take the goodness out of that and you, mm. you survive day to day. And it's amazing how people can survive. And not, for me, it was learning about the illness and seeing people survive through it and, and, even losing someone that might, you know, and then yet you're still able to form a life and go on after that, you know. Um, Would your experience be that death isn't always a bad thing? Well, I mean. That beautiful things can happen around dying. Yeah, of course they can. Yeah. Um, it's it's just the finality of it, isn't it? That That's hard for some people to, to mm. deal with but it's amazing what when you're faced with absolute adversity how you can just just get on anyway it's like That's our spirit. human instinct <coughs> there's still to, spirit there even though somebody might be might be yeah. dying or might be sick there's still spirit just, yeah I mean I, I don't know I, I just think it's yeah but you're in a, a, an incredible situation there with a hospice and and, <clears throat> and your line of work is quite niche to say the least. Yeah. And it's amazing as well what, like, say, hospice nurses and that team of what they as individuals can do for another person to take the stress and the pain out of dying for that family, mm. that they can make it better in a way, you know, and have that relationship going. Like, I remember this woman saying to me that her daughter died as a 20 year old um, 20 years ago. And that nurse still comes to visit her every couple of months. Incredible. And that's just that selfless, you know. Yeah, there's something you know, outside of your own self, not thinking about your stresses and strains, and and devoting yourself to somebody else and and trying to help them. And it's just yeah, it's amazing yeah. what they can do, you know. The, uh, the thing that strikes me there is that for uh, for me, I uh, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't interact with mm. people, and the 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 karma and the power and the energy I'm getting from people, um, even the other day. I, if I did, if I don't interact with people and get that vibe off them, like that positive, great spirit that's in Irish people. The other day, I was driving down the laneway, and the farmer was in. This farmer, he's in his seventies, and I stopped. He's a f- two fields up, and it was a frosty morning, and I just stopped to have a chat with him. Wouldn't have talked to him very often, and I went, "How's it going?" 
Good, how are you? Blah, 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 talking. I said, now, what about the hedgerows here? I said, who's cut all this back? There used to be blackberry bushes here. And he goes, ah, oh, should have counted up, cut it and all this. And I said, Jesus, no bumblebees around here. No bumblebees. No more bumblebees, no insects. And he goes, yeah, they're not a dying breed. And I'd just seen a thing on ear to the ground about dung beetles eating cow dung and, 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 and the cycle of life and that farmers shouldn't have to inject their cattle so much. I was on the, all this. And I have apple trees up the back of the house I planted years ago and there's bumblebees coming back. I said to him, Jesus, we could throw a few wildflowers along the hedgerow here and let it grow again. Fuck the council, I said. And he said, not a bad idea. I looked out the window the next day. He was outside in this old tractor and he was shoveling. He had about two tonne of topsoil and he was on his own as I looked out about half nine in the morning. He was shoveling it in along the side of the wall, this stone wall, putting in soil. So I went out to him. I said, what's the story? He said, well... You wanted to plant wildflowers? Let's plant wildflowers. Come on, Ireland! Come on, Ireland! Fuck we go! You'll never be the Irish! So I, so I ran in. I put on the hunters. I put on me fucking Wellingtons. I said, I got outside with a farmer. And he was trying to tip out the end of it. I was like, bring it in there. Bring it back up, bring it up. And he was trying to jolt the back of the trailer. Well, we had two tonne of topsoil and I'm shoveling it off. Come on, the fucking wildflowers. And we created the Bumblebee Association of Clare Galway. We will bring the bumblebee back to the parish. So two, two tonne of soil has now got in for about half a kilometre up the laneway and I'm going fucking planting flowers. But that just became from a conversation. Secondly, so again, I know he smiles at me every time I see him in the tractor. I've made a new friend and I'm buzzing that. He's buzzing! The he bumblebees! Is. He's buzzing with the bumblebees! The bumblebees are buzzing! Oh, buzzing. Oh, 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 oh. And secondly, I, a couple of years ago, I went round oh, Ireland in that idea. orange it was uh, I did the different communities I wanted to go into these subcultures like travellers Hector goes traveller Hector goes digging go down under the ground Hector goes GAA find out the great people who turn on the lights and make the sandwiches so I wanted to go to Hector goes country into the world of country music so I went down I wanted to go to the great clubs of the country the ones that don't get any love not the Ballymun Kickhams or the or the Ballinas well, Stevenites the, G- the smaller oh, clubs like Knockmore like Knockmore not more or legends. I would just stop. You well, I know yeah. your money. You've, you've, <laughs> how much is? How much do you have on your Saturday night draw? Not more for and four numbers drawn, and the winner is Michael Moriarty. Winning how much? Uh, about ah, uh, we've no money down there. Yeah, We're a looking couple, for a money. couple of grand. No, we've nothing. We've lost well, about five hundred euro. A club that would be maybe Division Three or Division Four. I'm talking about in, the middle of nowhere. in Mayo. Never my gauna. My gauna. Exactly. My gauna. We drove the orange 1979 camper van to Castle Island. Outside Castle Island was a small little club and it was christened the worst club in Ireland. Why? Because their pitch kept subsiding and it would fill like a lagoon every year and the kids couldn't play and it turned into muck. But again, the vibe I got with the feeling when I got down there and they won a super value award of 10 or 20 grand to help fix their pitch. But they couldn't believe that we were coming down to fill them in this small little club. Uh, The chairwoman, she was a great woman. Uh, Can't think of her name. Can't think of the name of the club. But... The feeling but it's, I would have stayed with you at the whole yes. time. <laughs> very, very, very strong feelings. Can I Google, can I Google it? No, you can't. Come you on. just said Castle Island. Yeah, yeah you, it's just outside you, you, Castle Island. You'll, you'll never forget it. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it's just you can't call it right now. The you feeling know. I got when I <laughs> dro- No, but He's overwhelmed now. Okay, but the point I'm making is 
when I drove into the car park of this little club in the middle of fucking nowhere, they had the bunting out and the whole fucking club, was about flooded. 60 members, came out and all the kids. And I never forget the feeling of being with really good people who had put on tea, the burka was on, they had salad sandwiches and they'd bunting up and they couldn't believe that we were coming down and the van was coming to do a bit of filming in their club and highlight their club and just meet them. And they were some of the most beautiful, positive people I've ever met. And I've met an awful lot of beautiful, positive people, country Irish people and Irish people in general. If I don't have people, Tommy, you have I, nothing. I, I, I can't. That's your song line, man. That's my, people, people is my song line, I swear to God. The energy I get, that farmer has enthused me so fucking much that 24 hours later, we're putting two tonne of soil along a road. I couldn't believe it. Can I ask a, a, just a practical question? Where would you get two tonne of soil? Like, he top soil. Line. He's a top, so, top soil, Tommy. Top you, soil, Tommy. Top is, soil, is that a Tommy? shop? <laughs> no, it's an oil company. <laughs> well, can, no, this is it. And I know, I, can I just say to the audience, this is one of the greatest questions ever put. Is this a shop? Where did the farmer get the topsoil? It's a shop. Oh. He thinks topsoil's a shop. No, no, but listen, where did the farmer Top get, oil, that's a different thing. No, but Lorita, where does the farmer get topsoil? A farmer <laughs> on uh. the land? Tommy. No, no, no. Land, Tommy. Under your feet now is topsoil. Tommy, if you were going gardening now, the hen shed you need some topsoil. So, say no, they dug out the topsoil to put the, the shed in. So, say a farmer is on his land and he wants Top so- this particular farmer two tons of topsoil. Yes, someone's so, always selling topsoil. So he, or taking so it on his own land. So someone, or his own land. So someone is selling it. So it is a kind of a or they ask shop. you to take it away. So. Um, would he have gone to another part of his farm and dug up two yes, ton? Yes. Ah, right. oh, okay. yeah. So when you scrape away the grass, you go into soil and then you go deeper right. and that's topsoil. Okay. My and father a different is, colour. Is, my father is spinning in his sitting room now. Disgusted but with you. Bumblebee. You didn't learn anything. Bumblebee. <laughs> bumblebee. Oh, that's is that a shop? People, people. Well, I think we've all got the same. We are song line. Um, with this particular. Meanders down the same route. With this particular part of our song, we're singing it together. We are. The chorus. <laughs> So I want to subscribe. Subscribe click, and click. So click, click me and subscribe me. Write down this. Click, subscribe, download, listen and enjoy the podcast. We want to have to say happy birthday to Noreen Gohan, who's in Bell Mullet. She's one of seven girls in the family. She's one of seven girls in Bell Mullet. <laughs> Don't mention Bell Mullet at so, the moment. So say happy birthday to Noreen. They listened to the podcast. Her and what all the sisters. This? Is this, what's that postbag thing that was, you know? I know. Mailbag. Yeah. Mail. I know. Mailbag with your mailbag. <laughs> Noreen Gohan, is it? Noreen Gohan, yeah. Noreen Gohan. What's yeah. her surname? Gohan. Gohan. We say Gohan. Mayo. Gohan. Gohan. How do you say it? Gohan. 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 Her name is Where, Nor- are, you, where are you going? <laughs> okay, so anyway. Noreen Gohan. Gohan, so, Gohan. Yeah. No, that's how you say it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, hi to Noreen and all to Olivia and the whole crew. Olivia and all the girls. Olivia. Olivia. Oh, Jesus. Olivia. So, yeah, so thank you very much for listening, subscribing and downloading and wherever you get your podcast. The great thing is, I was talking to a friend of mine in Chicago. 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 <laughs> she told me that well, she's, she's got gone. everybody listening. So your challenge is to get as many people as you know in whatever part of the world you are to listen to the podcast because we know people are enjoying it so far and we want more and more people to enjoy it. Well done.
This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.